And good morning. Welcome to the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. It is Tuesday, the 12th of July. Clipping right along. No doubt. John Sandy in the house this morning. Working Who's on. in the house? Oh, ain't J-S you something? Yes, is Jews. What is it the people call you, JT? JT. Hey, JT. John Tyler. JT. <clears throat> That's so funny. Yeah, but anyway. He's working on part eight of the spirit, soul, body, pick your destiny. You know, the <clears throat> thing about it is you always pick long titles. Is that right? Yeah, you do. I kind of do, don't I? You do. You pick I should really pick long. something like faith. Yeah. And Catch have us a, at, you know, something like that. You could. You really could. There's this line going across your green screen for some reason. I'm going to have to work on that. I think I can do that with lighting. Oh, good, because I brushed my teeth. You did? Well, that's a good thing. Uh, that's always a good thing. I always like getting rid of that line in the morning. Get you rid know? of yeah. Get rid of that line. You, you got to. <laughs> you got to. I, I was talking to Lindsay about uh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock last night. Lindsay is our daughter for those who, uh, uh, for my wife, Christy, and me. I was going to say, yeah. not yours. Uh, yeah, not, not yours. Your well, this day and time, you know, people, <laughs> you never know people do. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I was talking to Lindsay, and we were talking about all these man-made diseases and these man-made things that people struggle with now. And it's like, okay, did you ever hear anything about anxiety growing up? Well, no, we would use different terms like suck it up. Suck it up? Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah, you never heard about anxiety. Um, very seldom ever did you hear about divorce. Every now and then. Yeah. Because people kept that pretty quiet back in the day. And we could define a woman back then. You could define a woman back then. We weren't, we weren't necessarily very bright. We just figured that one out. Merle Haggard did a song. <laughs> I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure he did. Yeah, he did a song, and it was entitled, it said, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the song, but I can remember, he said, if, uh, if let's see, da, 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 da. he said, if a uh, Coke was still cola and a joint was a bad place to be. But if you're going to do it like Merle Haggard, it'd be, a joint was still cola. And no, it say a joint was still, it say a Coke was still cola, and a joint was a bad place to be. And he'd growl it out there, be. You had to do that. You got to do the, you got to <laughs> do the growl. And so anyway, Lindsay and I are talking about this, and we're talking about um, this vaping thing that's going on in the world, where people are vaping, and it's like, I can't figure out why people want to hurt themselves because the studies are horrible on these things. And uh, everything is bad for you, you know that. Well, I mean, if it is, um, everything, why do it? You know, once eggs are good for you, then a week later they're bad for you, then they're back good again. Yeah. It's confusing. It's confusing. And then, you know, my dad tells me the other day that his, uh, that his doctor, who was my doctor, um, they're talking about, that 160 over 80 is a good blood pressure for somebody in their 80s. But, but, but it's bad for somebody that's my age. 160 over 80? Yeah. 160. Oh, 160. Now, normally it was 120 over 80 growing One, up. 120, yeah, but they changed it. It's new now. Yeah, it's new it's now. It's 110 over 70 now. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. That's oh, the new norm. The new norm. So, <laughs> you know, so. Now, all this time I thought it was normal. Yeah. So but you all knew different. So here's the question. It's like, okay, so how do they know that that's bad now? 120 over 80 used to be perfect. Now it's 110 over what? The standard. Shoot, I've never had a 110 over 
Are, be, are you going the high side or low side? I, I'm always on the low, high side. Really? Yeah. Me too. My wife, they wonder if she's still alive. Because hers is so they, low? Yeah, when they take it. That's because you have all the pressures of home and not I her. Carry That's what, you I carry, carry that load being the man so that my sweetheart can have a low freely. <laughs> have a low blood pressure. Yeah, yeah the so, price you pay sometimes, you know. So we're talking about all these. And, and so I'm driving down the road the other day, and, and I guess this person, I had my windows down. I drive a lot with my windows down. Um, I just now, like, that, I like fresh air. What does that say about you? Well, I try to save money on air conditioning. And oh, so if cheap, I, cheap, oh that's yeah, what I'm looking for. buddy, I tell you, if it's in the seventies <laughs> at our house, the windows are open. There's people in our neighborhood that mm. never have their windows open. I open our windows and let the air breathe. Let the well, house I, breathe. I tell you why we don't is we did not install all of the, the screens in oh. our house. I don't think they're very attractive, so we don't put them in. We have one or two in the back window that will open up to get rid of a fly. You're trying to get right. a fly out uh, oh, in the window. Uh, you did, I know how to catch a fly. I'm sure you did. Yeah, somebody taught me. Somebody taught me how to catch a fly. Like when a fly takes off. You go behind it. You go behind it and you swoop up with it. Yeah. And then right. you go. Then you do. <laughs> dip, you it in the, dip it in the chocolate. Yeah. Or take it to cracker, take it to Golden Corral and dip it in the chocolate fountain. The trough? The trough. That's what I call it, the trough. <laughs> I love the trough. Dude, Christy does not like the trough. Uh-huh. If if I'm ever going to the trough, I'm going with you and Cynthia because Christy does not like going. So, so we're talking about we're talking about this uh, all these phenomenons that people can use to relieve stress. Tell me. Yeah, and so anyway, I thought of a of a Sylvester and Tweety. <laughs> cartoon God. back years ago and i found it while i was talking to Lindsay, and and i and i said here is this is how i think you have to watch the screen i said can you see the screen from uh, here I, is it light bit, well i got the light in a way but i can see some of it but uh but this is how this is how the, a lot of people are in the world today you ready here yes it goes. here we go that's me <laughs> <laughs> and that's why that's so let, me, let me show it again i gotta show it again here we you go. have to there's too much firing up a cigarette <laughs> getting the coffee <laughs> that is so good isn't that funny there's an expression a meme out that says Sometimes when you get in the mo- get up in the morning, you just want to fill the sink with coffee, stick your head in, and suck. That would be Jay Mace. <laughs> would it? Yeah, He's Jay. a coffee man. Oh, I make coffee for him. On when, he fl- com- when he comes in, yeah, yeah, you make him coffee. That's the only way to get him here. You know, it's like he won't show up if I don't. And and so what happens is, I go back there and I make. And it's Maxwell House. It's it's got to be. It's got to be Maxwell House. Well, you know, I had a I had a buddy of mine who used to run the Charleston Civic Center. Okay. Uh, Chuck uh, Chuck used to run the Civic Center, and so when all these guests would come in, your 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 yours is good, but a lot of guests that uh, would come into the Civic Center, they had all these prerequisite things that they had to have. Okay. One oh, one yeah, group but- one group. Um, you had to take all the green M and M's in their in their green room, you know, where they're getting ready for their show. Right. They had to take all the green M and M's out of the M and M package, and no. I don't remember who that was. No, I can tell you that Barry Manilow 
had to have a, a curtain from his dressing room all the way to the stage where he could see nobody. And then there were three bells that would ring, ding-a-ling-a-ling. And then there would be a second bell, ding-a-ling-a-ling. And then there would be a third bell, ding-a-ling-a-ling. And then that third one was when you went on the stage. Now, here's my question. <laughs> when he first started. That's real ding-a-ling. When, yeah, when he first started, <laughs> I'm sure that didn't exist. <clears throat> So yeah. somebody, uh, I mean, it's just like. It had to be learned. It had to be learned. That's just like these preachers today where people carry their Bible. All for them? Yeah, for them. Well, it's that. <laughs> it's it's, like, it's, Lord, it's, it's like a whole different generation where you have your, your armor bearer, so to speak. Right. And they do all this stuff. In some cases, they even come and mow your grass and wash your car and all these things for you. And I'm going, man, I just, I need to change professions. So I did. So now uh, the car wash does our car. <laughs> you, I, you know, I was thinking about you yesterday. Oh, thank you. I was washing my car. Is that what made you think of me? Yeah. Because ours is dirty all the time. Oh, I didn't say that. You were that's No, what, you, I did yes. not say that. Okay. You said you that. You know what? <laughs> I said it for you. <laughs> you said it. Because you told me the other day this. No, I mean, yeah, I just made washed my car, and I thought of you. Okay. And I thought, you know, it would be mm-hmm. so nice mm-hmm. that if John and Cynthia my car for you. were here today, if they were here today, uh-huh. I would, in the hot sun, blazing sun, mm-hmm. I would absolutely wash their car for them. Because I have this new oh, pressure yeah, washer. That's right. And of course, you had to replace the hose, but other than that. I did replace the hose. I had to drive 50 miles. Why I live ten. I live 10 minutes from Home Depot. Why is it hard to and, get and, a hose? Well, you, they 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 don't match all of this. You can't get a universal hose for a pressure washer, and so I had to go back to Home Depot from Gasaway, West Virginia, to oh, Bridgeport. Right. Oh, I see. Why I you drove did to Bridgeport where you were. Yeah, because that's where I, I where that's where I was. Where, that's where I'll be here in a little bit. Take me home. I've got more pressure washing to do today. And uh, so it's a big day in Gasway, West Virginia. It is a yeah. big day. Yeah, because I'm trying to make the place look good. You know, I'm trying and to mine's make. Mine's a mess. Mine's such a mess right what, now. What is? My yard, weeds. I got to get out there. and I, It takes probably a good hour or two for me to do it. But it's just like, I hate weeds. They're just so painstakingly hard. You got to take one at a time, try to get it by the root, pull it up, go to the next one. And it is just a field. Well, but Kimlon comes to our house. Won't you just get them? You have Kimlon? Yeah. What is that? It's a it's a yard treating company. Oh, you mean for like your grass? Yeah. They come in and do all that John, stuff. John, if I lived on your level. Christy pays for it. I don't pay for it. <clears throat> that That's, that's one out of thing, her budget? Out of her budget. And uh, that's not out of my budget. That must be nice that well, you have. That you can, uh, someone else will pick up that budget for you like that. You well, know? yeah. Well, I mean, she wanted it, and I said, well, I ain't paying for it. Because I said, I think we can do it cheaper. Same thing with your plane. Yeah. I may be going <laughs> you to look get, at You can get one, but I ain't paying for it. <laughs> I may be going to look at one here and, tomorrow um, or the next oh, day. really? Yeah. Close, local? Uh, three and a half hours up towards Canton. Is that three and a half hour drive or flight? Yeah, that's a three. That's an hour and a half flight, three and a half hour drive. Well, see, you, you had to think as a pilot. You have to think of all your distances in the terms of flight time. I know that. You do. I've done it. It's like Texas. Yeah. They don't use miles. They tell you how many hours something's away. They don't say miles. Well, yeah, because it's so big. I think there's, what, four or five zip codes in Texas? And a lot more people than we have. I think so. In one town. 
I think, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Let's say good morning to some folks. All uh, righty, good morning. Your sister Connie's watching today. Good morning, Kathy and Connie. And both. Connie, absolutely. Both you. Good morning, Kathy. Let's say good morning, Nellie. Good, good morning. Good morning to Kathy and Brady. Good morning. And Jody from Restoration Recovery and his crew over there. Good morning to you oh, all. Oh, good morning, Jody. Glad to have you tuned in. Yeah, Alan's tuned in today. Hey. Good morning to you. Hey. Uh, How you doing? Kathy says, I have, but I don't know what she said I have about. Well, it'd be good to finish that sentence, Kathy. It, it would be. I've been working with her on that. She's educated. She should She's very well educated, but she speaks in partial sentences. She does? Not really. My wife does. <laughs> but you understand what she's saying? No. No? Not to this day. Right. Until she finishes the sentence. My wife will start talking, and she'll give me little partial sentences, and eventually you get to what she's wanting to say, but she just likes to speak in partial sentences. No uh, period. Kathy has low blood pressure. That's what she was saying. Oh, she has low blood well, she's blessed. Yes, I she mean, is. if it's not too low. Because, see, too low can be just as harmful as too high. Because too low is like when you have pipes and you don't use them. Right. And they corrode. Right. Well, that's what low blood pressure will do. Wow. Yeah. See, but I bet your heartbeat, what's your heart, your resting heartbeat? I, I'm going to guess lower 60s. Yeah, that's that's mine. I, like the other night, I checked my Blood pressure, my heart rate was 59. Yeah. But it's a runner's heartbeat. I've done, I've gotten down in the 40s and 50s. I've never got uh, that. Now, long. my son, he'll operate right about there in the 40s, I think. Okay, so let me ask you something. Let me ask you a question. Ask, here. ask, ask, ask on. Ask you a question here. Okay, <laughs> ask so. Me, ask me on. Caffeine causes the heart to race. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And what does racing your heart do? Uh, it increases your blood pressure sometimes. Uh, Wear out the you, heart? Does it wear it out? Well, that's a good question. It's yeah. kind of like your feet. I did an art project once where I had to make a feet, a whole foot. I did a whole foot of clay. Right. And I had a tag on it that says, lifetime guarantee. Right. Because it doesn't, your feet don't wear out. So I doubt if your heart, your heart's designed to do what it's meant to do. But I do believe if it works too hard, it can affect other things. Yeah, I think so too. So that's why I don't drink caffeine because I, you know. I You're a decaffeinated man. I am. Yes. And, and you know what? I didn't realize it, but you can, in some cases, you can tell when the caffeine's not in it. I didn't think it ever affected the flavor of things, but it can, can't it? Yeah, but, but the thing about it is if I drink caffeine, mm -hmm. this is how I act. <laughs> and look uh, yeah see there when you were younger when you had hair <laughs> yeah that's what you look <laughs> that is so good i love that, that was... my, my wife she loves coffee in the morning oh, and yeah. you can tell when she's had it because we're, we're driving somewhere and she's <laughs> talking <laughs> about <laughs> things oh she'll talk about things that you would never think of that early <laughs> and i'm not interested so, that early right so <laughs> not she, interested at, say, any, hey, time. Honey. at say, any time i'll look at her okay hey honey yeah. Bring it down. Bring it down. <laughs> and if James Ashworth was in the back seat with you and Debbie, it'd oh, be God. Like, he'd be like, How would it give me his look? <laughs> give me his look. Here you go. <laughs> it's just not a frown. Not it's a frown. just that steady, low smile. Just like you're about to grieve God. <laughs> you, you know you just did. You just I'm did. praying you through. I'm praying you out of it. <laughs> no doubt about Deb it. Deb and I would look at each other and look back at him, we'd look at each other again, going, We're in trouble. That's it. Because we would joke around. Well, let me tell you something uh, of that. Something else that's going on mm -hmm. um, is tell me is the it, the gathering. Um, there's been a shift in the gathering to a prayer meeting. Uh, and really? Yeah, it's no no preaching, no singing. It's all prayer now. 
And I'll be there tonight. You mean every night? Yeah, every night. It's all prayer. Interesting. Yeah, because Scott feels, uh, Evangelist Scott Means feels like that, um, listen to the scripture. It's Second Chronicles 7, 14. Mm-hmm. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. So you got to humble and pray and seek my face and turn from my wicked ways, from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. John, I read that scripture in a meeting with the mayor of Gasway one day because he wanted to know what would turn the town around. And I'm talking about like eight years ago. Yes. And I read that scripture and I said, this will change the world. You know, is is rehab good? Is all these things good? Mm -hmm. Things are good. But I'm convinced, I'm convinced that if a person is struggling in an area and they'll pray and fast over over a certain amount of days, Mm -hmm. they they can it can go away. Well, I've, I've seen re- it happen. I really believe that we lose things. Yeah, I really believe that. And I believe right now what this country is experiencing and around the world is we have loosed death. Yeah, we have loosed it. I have never seen such rampage uh, murders. People kill people because they just simply want to. Right. Not just robbing someone, but making sure that you kill them at the same time. Uh, it is it is out of control to a great extent, and there's a lot of factors, but it all goes back to I believe that this the death spirit's been released on this nation, right. and we're experiencing not just you know we had that incident the other day in Charleston, where a woman uh, spared a lot of people's lives. She was carrying a gun, right. and the guy started opening fire on a crowd, and she took him out, uh, and that was in Charleston. So, folks, this is local. Yeah. Sin is always local. Yep. It's always local. I believe in. And I believe in I carrying. Believe right. I believe in carrying. People yeah. are crazy. My wife wants a pink gun like your wife has. Oh, she does. Yeah, she does. She wants That's, a pink gun. John Christopher. I just don't know about after coffee though. I'm just not I'm concerned know. about after coffee. You, you remember Nancy? <laughs> you remember Nancy lived in our neighborhood. Uh, Helen and Nancy yes. would always get along. Yes, and, liked her a lot. And so Nancy and Christy would go shooting. We belonged to a gun club over in Eleanor. Shoot. Shoot, yeah. That's the name of the company. That's it. Shoot. And, shoot. And so her and Christy would go over, and they would go, uh, you know, target practicing. Mm-hmm. Well, Nancy had a pink lady, which is the name of the gun, and it had a pink handle on it. Okay. And it was a thirty-eight special. And so um, there was a bee flying around her one day over mm-hmm. there at the gun club, and Christy and her were over there. And she, was, she had the gun cocked. Christie's gun is hammerless, so it's just you pull the trigger. But she had uh, her; she had a uh, like a hammer where you pull it back and and shoot it. And so she's swinging at that bee. Oh Lord! Are you bullet. serious? Are you load. serious? Christy told me this. I can just see uh, oh, see Nancy. Lord. Do. She's just swatting at that bee with that loaded gun with it cocked like that. <laughs> And, but but Nancy, John, put on your put on your spot again. Oh, <laughs> kind yeah. of fits right there. Yeah, this <laughs> this is uh, if, this is the kind of person you don't want to sell a gun to. Absolutely. If you have gun laws, this is one of them. And I thought about this. Uh, this would be um, <laughs> this would be Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi if Donald Trump gets back in. <laughs> I dare just. <laughs> that would be them. <laughs> That oh, would be. Same makes me want to see the rest of that cartoon. Uh, well, it's it's really funny. I did an edit last night on it, and uh-huh. I posted it on Facebook. It's it's trending. <laughs> it's good. 
But here's what I said. Uh, here's yeah, what I so said funny. on on Facebook. I said, "Pastors, don't let yourself get this way." <laughs> and, and you know what? The congregations can drive you to it. Oh yeah, you they, know. I mean, they can do it to you. They can do a number on you oh, and yeah. walk away and sleep that night. Absolutely, that's for sure. You ready for part eight? Is this the last one? This, you know, I kind of thought it was, but it doesn't look like it. I, I added a little bit the other day, <laughs> and which I know would thrill you and many of our viewers, but. Um, yeah, this is the John John Show, and we are on part eight of Spirit, Soul, or Body, Pick Your Destiny, as John said so kindly. I like long titles. In fact, John, if I can mention, uh, next Sunday, uh, you have asked me to fill in for you on Sunday morning at, uh, what about 11.15, the service starts? Yes. Uh, I'm going to be doing a sermon entitled, Out of the Boat, Into God's Will. Again, a long title. But I'll work on that, okay? I'm going to come up with something really short for you. Out of the boat, what is it? Into God's will. Because i got to send that to graphic design, you know. So yeah. it's like, in in the say it again. Out of the boat. Out of the boat. Into God's will. Into God's will. I better write that down. <laughs> I'm going to type it right now. It's a lot of ink. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's going to cost me extra to have that one. Done. Extra, extra. Yeah, do you know that uh, the pulse is on TikTok? Is it really? Yeah, we are on TikTok. Can and, you tre- can you trend on TikTok? Yeah, actually, Jay is trending on TikTok, and well, he's like, the man. Yeah, I mean, he is really trending. Hey, did I tell you I saw him at Lowe's the other day? Did you? Yeah, he was dressed to the max. The, well, really? No, not really. I'm yeah, probably not being facetious. Lowe's. He likes Lowe's. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, we were at Lowe's last night. Um, <laughs> yeah, he has um, he has twelve hundred ninety four views on uh it's a three minute segment that's all you could do that's three right minutes three segment. minutes and uh the 1294 views for this past week's sermon and uh awesome on the pulse wv live the one that was posted there's 1233 views on on what i said uh on one of the podcasts and let's see here my sermon from sunday hasn't picked up uh, a lot of steam yet but uh it's got 205 views that's still good. I tell you who trends. I tell you who trends really good. Uh, well, here's one from you for eleven hundred eighty views. That was an older one you did from me, I believe. Yeah, it was uh, fall <laughs> flowers there. And uh, but uh, see, Doug smells. He always trends. He always trends well. And then the praise team always trends well. And Dustin, uh, Dustin uh, trends well too. He had fourteen hundred thirty-three uh, views when he preached. Let me ask you this. Yeah, being I know very little about. TikTok, how do people find them to start with? Since there are so many things out there on TikTok, I don't know. Really? I, I, well, the, the the word algor- algorithm algorithm, yeah, but yeah, you don't, but you don't put any type of uh, uh, hashtag stuff or yes, you do or don't. I don't, but uh, you can. We we have somebody who does it for us, so I don't know how. Like you th- said, just use COVID or. Yeah, just Something. now I I, or I do all Hunter the Twitter Biden stuff. Or. Yeah, I do all the Twitter stuff. <laughs> now everything that's on Twitter, I I upload all that. But TikTok, I don't do that. And uh, but you know it's it's really cool. I mean, because when I went to bed last night, I checked it, and it had just like um, you know two or three hundred views. And then I wake up today, and there's twelve hundred. Oh my goodness! So I mean, it's like people don't sleep. I guess not. Now, do you go to the TikTok app to go look at it? Yeah, you go. Are we having that conversation? Am I going to eventually? No, no. I'll no, be setting I, you up a TikTok while you're doing the show. I do not want TikTok. I, know how, <laughs> I don't need it. There's You've been t- on TikTok. Well, I know. But you trend on TikTok. Well, that's because I lost a lot of weight. 
<laughs> you think it's because you lost weight to G-Trend? <laughs> That's hysterical. That's funny. Let me see here. Yeah, well. Here's here's one of you on, yeah, you're all over TikTok. I'll have to look some up. Yeah. Now, I don't have the app, though. Well, you have to download it. You have to have the app to do that. And your, pro, your phone's probably full. Your memory's, like, overwhelmed. <laughs> Why would you say that, John? Because that's normally the way it is. Because I'm so popular. Yeah, and well, no, it's because you download so much stuff and... I, well, I do sermons, mm-hmm. sermons and things. I download sermons because you run. <clears throat> yeah, and it gives me a chance to sometimes to listen to two, three sermons. It's really mm-hmm. awesome. The downside of that is I can't retain the the, the great ideas I hear, so I'm stop, always stopping to go to my notes to type them in. Do you just and stop I, totally, I, or do I, you, well, because uh, you're not supposed to stop. It could get John. It could get ugly if I don't. But it's but you're you're not supposed to stop. You know how they say running. you don't drive and text at the same time. Uh, same thing with running. Yeah, you don't do that. The thing that. about it is you're not supposed to stop. It's well, not I, good for I, you because know, it's like you got to do the cool down. I know because I do. But I like my son said, John, Dad, you don't have to warm up. You run too slow to worry oh, about to worry about that. I've never ran with you. You don't want it's it's not fun. Is it? No, no. wonder you can talk to people while you run. So it's a the brisk cops, walk. So, <laughs> Is that what it is? It's a brisk walk? Well, that's kind. It's kind. <laughs> to say. John Sandy needs brisk walk. <laughs> Cynthia, I'm on my way. We're going to Tudors. <laughs> yeah, see, Jay comes and you make him coffee. I yeah. come and you leave to go eat. Do you see the problem here? Well, some, this people, is not... some people need more handling than others. Yeah, oh, You are very oh, independent. Let's talk about something you mentioned in your sermon the other day, your Crocs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you sent a picture to Jay one day. Yep. that you're going to wear in the pre-gen. Yeah, because he now, wears them. Yeah, I just try to keep up. That's now. Let, tell me a little bit about that because that's not exactly what you call fashionable. Though they are. Well, I'm talking about for a, a, a minister, a well, pastor. Uh, well, look who 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 used to wear them. Um, who used to wear flip flops at Maranatha when they would preach? That was. Um, I'll think of it in a minute. He used to wear flip flops. Why he preached? Yeah, it was. Um, Someone I know? Yeah, wore blue jeans, ball-headed guy. I'll think of it. I'll think of it in a minute. But Local, yeah. someone local. Yeah. Yeah, Pastor Ray would have him preach from time to time. He was on the, uh, he was on the fuel and refire team on one of them. Uh, that traveled with him sometimes? Yeah. yeah, but I can't remember the guy's name, but I'll think yeah, of it. But he, yeah, he used yeah. Yeah, I think I knew too much. But no, uh, no <clears throat> it's, it's like, okay, when, when I changed from – when I left Mud Fork to go to when we started the Pulse, we closed Mud, Mud, Mud Fork down and then went to the right. And so when I was going to Mud Fork there at the beginning, I was in a suit, you yeah. know. And then so I dropped the suit, you went to really, blue jeans. You really lowered your standards. Went to yeah. blue jeans. Well, you know your your dry cleaning bills are huge. Well, you, you get up, you get up and do the praise team practice in the mornings. Yeah, and when I get to church, like when when you get there, you're looking sharp. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> Bart Elkins. Yes, oh. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> she's our, she's our search person. Yeah, search person. Yeah, Bart Elkins would uh, would be in uh, flip flops and preaching flip flops, and so um, <laughs> that does sound like Bart. Yeah. So um, what was I saying? You were talking about um, your way you dress when you come. Yeah. To so when I when I we drive an hour and ten minutes. To church, you're looking sharp when you get there, and I'm in a pair of shorts. I know flip flops and a whole bit. Yeah, yeah, wet sweats. You and know. it doesn't change much on service starts, but but it, oh, it does. I go change clothes. Well, you got matching sweats then. I don't preach in <laughs> sweats. I mean, 
you can look at it's on camera. Go go to the Pulse WV Live and you can see or the Pulse Gasway. Well, let's just let's just say that times have changed. Yeah, and it, it was really weird for me to start preaching in blue jeans. I mean, it really was. And well, you've made the transition quite, quite well quickly. Yeah, and then the budget bill went up because blue jeans ain't cheap. No, they're not, especially if you have holes in them. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the truth too. You know, <laughs> we wore if you if you when when I was growing up, if you had holes in your jeans, you were poor. And it meant that you were on your knees playing a lot. Yeah. And you wear their knees out as a little boy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you did. And now you pay for those. You remember tough skins from no. Sears? No. Oh, come on. No. They had tough skins, and they had a they had a. Um, I didn't look at labels. They had a that patch. Often. They had a patch underneath the knees. Oh yeah. Because I was really bad about wearing out those and knees. Because I would were, play They were ahead parts. of the game for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Step ahead. Step ahead. When John's coming, get yeah. the patches. Speaking on. of jeans, before you start, I got to share this. Sure, I'd love to hear it. Um, <laughs> did you know that diarrhea was hereditary? Oh, God, here we go. Did you know that? Because it <laughs> runs in your jeans. Absolutely. That's why it's hereditary. Good morning, Bridget. Lord, Bridgeter. Lord, Lord. All right. Yeah, and I'm supposed to go off of that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Thanks a lot. Yep. Well, speaking of diarrhea, my sermon. For <laughs> That's so funny. If you need to run, go ahead. Yeah. I don't know where that name came from. Where did I get that name? What, diarrhea? Yeah, where did that start? We need to check that out. It's All probably right. from India. It sounds like an Indian name. What's it? Diarrhea. Yeah. That's the truth. That's funny. Or something like that. I always that. wonder where names come from. And then. Well, like Fowler. Yeah, Psalm 91. That's where that came from. Now, here's the thing. Here's the, I heard you talking about that when you read it the other day. On the prayer call? Yeah. And I'm thinking, now, every name came from someone that created the name, right? Right. Like Sandy or anything else. All right. And I'm thinking, the Bible's been out a long time, right, John? It has been. And someone still thought, Fowler. Fowler. That's a Beware <laughs> Psalm of Psalm 91. Yeah. And it's like. They must have been a rough group, don't you think? Yeah. They must have been pretty rough. Do you know what, where they came from? What area of the world? Uh, Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. it, are you serious? No. <laughs> you talking about the Fowlers? Kathy yeah. would know. Kathy, yeah. Yeah, Kathy, yeah. Where, the, where do we come from? I think we're Indian. <laughs> Yatehe. I think so, yeah. But, you know, the, I do know uh, this guy that went to the psychiatrist one time. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> guy went to a psychiatrist. <laughs> And Does that have to do with body fluids? No, it doesn't. Well, you talked about that one time. Now, and yeah. so you were talking about the fertilization of the egg and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm did. sitting over here, I'm thinking, what in the world Where is he, is he going? Where is he going with this? So this guy goes to this guy goes to the, uh, the psychiatrist, and he's having trouble. He's having, he's having dreams. So okay. he, he, he said this one day he woke up, and he thought that he was a wigwam. Oh. And he thought he was a wigwam, and the and the guy thought, you know, really. And and then he said he woke up another time, and he thought he was a. You know what the next one is? You forgot it when you told me this before. I, I forgot it again. The okay. you had a wigwam, and then the other one was, <clears throat> was a, an Indian type of tent. Also, he was a teepee. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, now that's I what get it was. It. Yeah. So uh, you know, he woke up and he was a teepee one day. He woke up and he was a wigwam one day. And so the the counselor finally determined mm-hmm. that he was two tenths. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that joke. That's where that joke takes you. <laughs> that's where that joke <laughs> you, takes you. <laughs> you want, you want to, 
<laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Absolutely. You better get started. <laughs> This is, we're gonna this be is, here this, all day. Well, and I gotta, and I got, uh, I gotta play off all this stuff. Okay, <laughs> folks, let's let's get serious for just a moment. Give me a minute of your time. I'll say it to my wife, honey. Can I have your focus just for thirty seconds? Just yep. stay with me for thirty. And seconds. I haven't shaved for three days, so I better yeah. get with it. I did bring my razor. Can you imagine doing I that did. the whole I time? I haven't shaved. Doing I really the... need to. I mean, it's like a little higher, huh? A little higher. <laughs> if I go too high, no, it'll cut my ear off. Do you shave your earlobes? Cause it, yes, you know, I have hairy. to. Well, you know, after you get so old, all of a sudden you got this rebarb coming out of your eyebrows. Yes. It's awful. It's like, what is that? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> so I know. it's like, and you lose hair, but then you get hair where you never want it. Now, why, what's that all about? Well, why did ask, God do that? Ask God. It's a good question. That is a good question. I mean, it really is. It's, some, it's sure somebody- thought-provoking. It is thought-provoking. Well, just always remember, holy smoke, the preacher shouted. In the rain, he lost his hair. His head resembles heaven because there'll be no parting there. Yeah. John Sandy. <laughs> You're on a roll Part today. Part eight today. You are the man. Thank you very much. You are so- <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Lord, help me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> stupid. You're so stupid. <laughs> All right, let's go and do our little notable, notable quotable first. God gives me these every once in a while. I like to try to hold on to them and share them with you. My notable quotable for today is, when you look for opportunities, they will find you. When you look for opportunities, they will find you. Hey, folks, sometimes the reason why we don't have something, we're just not going out to get it. Well, it's right there. You just have to travel across the room to get it. My wife and I are on a tight budget financially, and we have learned that by being good stewards of that money, we actually were blessed and didn't know it because we weren't making account for every penny. Now that we are trying to do that, now we're finding out because of that, and we were good stewards, we're finding out that God was blessing us, and we weren't seeing it because we weren't being good stewards. So that was a little lesson for us and something we can pass on to you. So that's our notable notable quotable for today. We are on spirit, soul, or body. I say or instead of and because we're breaking down the individual parts of our mind and spirit and how we can be good stewards of that. How about that? So we are on uh, part eight, and uh, we'll start with just a little bit of review as we move into the next part. Remember your spirit, that you have you have a spirit, you have a soul, and you have your body. Now your soul you think of as your heart and your mind, and you have your body, the flesh, the five senses, right? <clears throat> well, when you get saved, God gives you a, a new spirit. He gives you his spirit, the spirit that raised him from the dead, as in you, as the word says. So it's exciting to think of the authority and the power God's given us, but that's not enough. That will lie dormant within our body if we do not release it. You know, they talk about how certain things will release things in your body, like stress and eating certain things. Maybe you're allergic to something, and it releases things in your body, uh, endorphins and things like this when you run. Well, the same thing with the spirit. If you do not act upon the spirit, then your nature will take control. Your nature will do it at once. And we call that being carnal, living by the five senses. This changeover can only take place if the body lines up with God and his word. Folks, you need to know the word. Every once in a while, I ask my class, can you quote for me three scriptures today? Just quote it from your heart. 
that's hidden in your heart, can you quote them today? And unfortunately, a lot of people can't. And how are we going to hide the word in our heart? <clears throat> Folks, the only way you can hide it in your heart is if you get it out of your mind in there. And if you don't memorize it, you don't really have a hold of it in your mind like you need to. The body will follow the mind, meaning the body will always line up with the mind. The body will line up with the mind. What do I mean by that? Whatever you think, there you are. Therefore, you are whatever a man thinketh. So when you think something, eventually it embeds itself in the heart and becomes what we call a habit to where the heart actually operates just automatically because you develop such a lifestyle in this area of your life that you just, like people that cuss. Now, there's people that cuss, and they don't even know they're cussing. They'll just cuss up and down just talking about going to the store. They're not mad. That's all they do is cuss, so therefore it's become a part of their lifestyle and embedded in their heart. And that's why the heart can get hard after a while, and you don't even realize you're doing wrong anymore because your heart is hardened to the things of God. So if indeed we do operate with the mind of Christ, then and only then will the body line up with his will, the will of God in our lives. And that's our ultimate goal. Does your thought line up with God's thought? You think, wow, that's pretty profound. That's pretty deep. Well, kind of, but God didn't make it complicated. It's just a matter of choosing. He said, choose you this day who you will serve. Take every thought captive. He's trying to teach us that you will decide where you take your journey. You will go as deep with God as you want to go. If you don't want to go very deep, you won't go very deep. If you want to live a certain lifestyle, and I really love doing this, I know it's wrong, but I love this, stop leaving Jesus at the door, as we've talked about before. Take Jesus everywhere you go, because if you do, I promise you, he will work with you, he will convict you, and speak to your heart about things not to say, to say, to do, not to do, places where to go and not to go. In order for the spirit that lives within us to reign over our lives, and I underline the word reign, that means in control. Our flesh, which is encompassing our mind and body, remember we talked about that, our soul. When you're unsaved, your mind, soul, and body are one. Have you thought of it that way? When you're unsaved, you are one with the world. And the Bible tells us that the devil is your father. So you're going to choose your relations. You're going to choose. People say you can't choose your family. In this case, yes, you can. We must let the Spirit of Christ rule over our flesh. Do you see the word let? You've got to give God permission. God is a gentleman. He is not going to push himself on you, nor the Holy Spirit or Jesus. If you invite him in, he will come. And he will invite himself, just like he did with the the uh, the, the um, tax collector. He invited him into his life, into his home. Now, the tax collector, tax collector did have to initiate their response and say, yes, come with me, you can go. <clears throat> Folks, you can do the right thing, and still you'll get criticized. If Jesus did the right thing, it didn't matter. Either he was a drunkard and a wine-bibber, or he was this or that. They gave Jesus all kinds of names, and they were extreme on each end. So how can you be both? You're not. It's just that the world judges you from their point of view. They see, see you the way they see life. So that's why the world does not understand the things of Christ and why Jesus spoke so often in parables, because it was not for the world to hear. It was for the people, God's people. We must let the Spirit of Christ rule over our flesh, <clears throat> as I mentioned. This is why we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. 
We don't. People are not your battle. Now, they can be mean to you. They can be awful. And they can be carnal. They can carry the name Jesus and be as ugly as you can get. But they're still not your enemy. If you treat people as your enemy, then you will not be able to love them as Christ loved the world. You have to see them in perspective to where the war and the battle is, which we're going to get into. So we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. I'm going to elaborate on some of this later. Against spiritual hosts of weakness and high heavenly places. Isn't that interesting? Not just high places, but heavenly places. Now, there are three types of heavens. There's our earthly heaven, the sky. There's the heavens where the demons and the devil dwell. And then there's God's heaven. So when you fight spiritual battles in, in heavenly places, you need to realize that that uh, your enemy is only going to be defeated by the accomplishments of the Spirit within you. Your body, your flesh, your mouth, your tongue is not going to do any good where the battle's really taking place. They have no authority in themselves. But if you allow the Spirit of Christ to take control of your life and be preeminent in your, your thinking, your speaking, and your actions, all three parts of the body, then and only then do you then have the authority through faith to speak to these demons, to speak to things in spiritual realms, to rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Now, when you come against people, remember, you're not coming against them. You're coming against the spirit that lives in them or operates through them or attaches itself to them. Not everybody that's unsaved is filled with demons, folks. Not everything you fight is full of demons. You've got to be careful not to find a demon behind every bush and every cup of coffee and every shake. You can't. It's not the way it works. Yes, the devil can only be in one place at a time, and we love to talk about how the devil fights me, but then we'll turn around and say, I never hear God's voice. Now, that bothers me. You can hear the devil's voice. You can tell when he's attacking you and, and playing on you and all this, but you say you can't hear God's voice. What's going on? It's because you don't operate in a spiritual realm of Christ. You operate in your own spirit, which is shallow and earthly. It has no authority, no power. You, have, you couldn't blow a, a, a fuzz off a peach. But if the spirit of Christ that's in you at salvation is allowed to be free to control your mind, your soul, your body, then and only then do you have the authority to do everything Jesus has taught you to do. If we don't, the price is very great. We will lose every time we fight our battles in the flesh. Your soul and your body belong to you, but your spirit belongs to God if you're saved. Now, once you're saved, you give the, soul, the spirit permission to take charge over your soul and body. All of a sudden, those five senses that you live by and respond to and let lead you in the world, now as a Christian, those are meant to bless you. God blesses us through the five senses. They're absolutely wonderful that God has given us these five senses. If you lose any one of those, you will greatly appreciate what you have lost, whether it be your vision, whether you be mute and can't speak whether you have uh, lost a sense of smell. I knew a girl in college that uh, she had a, a, a disease, 
and attacked her body, and it left her without the ability to smell. I bet she would love to have that back. See, all these five senses are intended to bless you. God created you as a vessel, the temple, for him to come in and dwell and fellowship with, and he has nothing but good for you in every category of your life and body. He doesn't want you sick. He doesn't want you impoverished. He doesn't want you lonely, discouraged, and depressed, and suicidal. No, you can, you can call yourself a Christian, and you can read in the Bible and see what I'm talking about. Folks, you can do everything right and not be saved. When I say everything, those things on the surface. You can fool a lot of people. You'll never fool God. You'll never fool the Holy Spirit. And believe it or not, you'll never fool the devil. He can't read your mind, but he can put thoughts in your mind. And when you speak things out, that's when he learns about you. It's like taking notes. Oh, so Jerry Jerry struggles in this area. I need to remember that. And then he comes at you in his ear. Everyone has a weakness, and everyone has strengths. And the devil knows in time where to attack you. He will attack. If you're the kind of person that really struggles with faith and believing that you're really saved, even though your past was awful, the devil knows that. Because you talk about it. And so he goes after you and reminds you daily that you're not saved. You can't be saved. What you did is unforgivable. It's one of those unforgivable sins. Folks, let me tell you something. Let me give you a little encouragement. If you get fought in that area where you think that uh, you can't make it because of a certain sin in your life, and the Bible talks about sinning against the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something. If you did do that, and it is fairly rare, but if you did do that, Folks, you would have no desire to serve God. You would have no sense of guilt. You would have no sense of anything concerning the things of the kingdom of God. You wouldn't care if you went to heaven or not. So you don't, don't, be, don't be discouraged. You'd be encouraged because that's just the devil playing with your mind. You have great hope. God has great purpose for your life. So what we choose to do or who we choose to serve did you catch that? Who we choose to choose to serve will determine who your God is. Folks, everyone needs a God. Okay? As I've mentioned, St. Francis of Assisi, within every man is a God-shaped vacuum. Folks, there is an area in your life that only God can fulfill, that God can help you, encourage you, and give you purpose and hope. There's only one, and that's God. Nothing else will. But we create a lot of little gods. I heard a woman say this. I've mentioned this once before, I believe. She said, I am an atheist. I don't believe in God. I am my God, and I worship me. She wasn't joking. That's a spirit of Antichrist. Folks, you are not wrestling against people like that. They are simply tokens and puppets for the devil that you are against. And the devil is afraid of you if you get this. Because once you realize that the Spirit of Christ within you defeats every devil, folks, when you put on the armor of God, you've heard the term drawing a line in the sand. Well, that's what you have to do with the devil. But there's only one way you can do it. You got to do it with the sword, which is the word. You take that sword and you draw a line in the sand. And through the word of God, you're telling the devil, you cannot have me. You can't have my family. You can't cross that line. But you got to have that word in your heart. And you got to first let the spirit of Christ reign 
in your body so that now you begin to temper your thoughts. You begin to think about what you're going to do. You begin to resist certain thoughts. And before you know it, your heart gets tender, more tender. John mentioned earlier about how it talks about how you need to humble yourself. Folks, that's an act only you can do. Now, things can humble you. But generally, when we say that, we're really talking about embarrassment. And embarrassment is not very deep at all. Embarrassment, you get over after a while, you get encouraged, you move on. No, humility is something that runs all the way from the tip of your finger to your very spirit. Because when you humble yourself, you're choosing to let God reign. That's what humility is. Acknowledging him, he is all and everything, and I could do nothing without him. Folks, you'll never accomplish one thing in this world without God that matters or that will last for eternity in in a good sense. You need to think about who is running your life. You are serving some God, and most of the time it's ourself because you have to have a God. Everyone does. I don't care if you say there's no such thing as an atheist because everyone needs a God and finds one. It may be a person. It may be money, it may be a thing, it may be a big home, whatever your God is. What, how do you determine whether someone's, you have a God other than our Christ? When you put it first, anything you put before God, you can make all excuses in the world for not going to church. But eventually, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to deal with that issue because it, it goes right to the core of our spirit and how much God is allowed to reign. Folks, if you don't go to church, you're telling God, I'm taking the day off. If you go do your own thing, you're telling God, I'm taking the day off. I have other gods to take care of. You'll never acknowledge that. The world will never acknowledge that. They, they love professing that they're atheists. They think there's something wonderful about that. I'm independent. I'm a self-thinker. Well, you know what? If you don't do it, you just said the rocks will cry out. So I suggest for each one of us, we start seriously thinking about who's in charge of our body. We all like to think of being independent. No one tells me what to do. Well, guess what? The devil has you on a string right now if you're not saved. And you're just a puppet for his destruction, and you will go down the toilet with him. You don't want to do that. The common expression, let go and let God, certainly applies here. In other words, we need to surrender ourselves, our lives, our soul, and our body, the whole package, folks, as a living sacrifice unto God. Amen. I could write that right there. You need to choose you this day who you're going to serve, and you'll do that every day because the devil's constantly bringing things down your path to tempt you, to get you off the path, to do the things you used to do. He'll remind you of the weaknesses you used to have. But here's the key, folks. If you don't dwell on them, he can't do a single thing with you. And if you do like Jesus in the desert and come back with the Word of God, see, Satan used the Word of God. But you got to realize he perverts it. That's why we have so many denominations, John, is because people have allowed Satan to pervert the word to create their own denomination, and they create all these different new theologies and ways of thinking before you know it. Once God is not part of that theology, then, now listen, folks, carefully, that ends up turning into perversion. Now, I know we think of sexual when we think of perversion. No, perversion is you distort the truth to where you can't recognize it anymore. When you go to a church, I, I know there are churches out there that have decided that homosexuality is fine. But let me tell you three things the devil does. And you watch it happening in our society. It happens all the time. The first thing the devil does is tell you that what is right is wrong. 
And then the next thing he'll tell you is what is wrong is right. And the third thing he'll do is he will destroy you if you come against it. Now you say he, what do you mean he? I'm talking about people that have submitted themselves to him. If you can submit yourself to the spirit of Christ in you, don't you think the world can submit themselves to the spirit of the Satan within them? That's called the Antichrist. And I know we're looking for a particular man or woman called Antichrist, right? No, I'm talking about the general expression. If you are against God, if you don't serve God, that is Antichrist. And you've chosen something else to worship. In review, when we sin, we see sin, we must repent to be clear with God. Now, whether you're a once saved, always saved, I don't want to go into that right now. What I want to go into right now is if you sin, repent. That's simple. Let's don't make this more complicated than it is. You just simply repent. And if you humble yourself before living God, you know what he'll do? He'll start putting his finger on all these little things you need to change. And some of the times, they're the, some of the greatest tests for the Christian believer is not the big stuff. It's the little things. They say it's what you do at home that's the greatest test. No, I go further. What you do when you're alone is the greatest test. And so you got to take every thought captive. Folks, there is a disciplined sign to the Christian walk. It's not any more complicated than that. It's not a great, great big spiritual depth thing I'm sharing with you. You need to discipline your mind so that your heart is protected and will not get hard and hardened and deceived. Folks, we got people out there that are doing nutty, fruity things. <clears throat> John, you were talking Sunday about there are Christians that live, sleep and live together, and they're Christians. And you said, how do you do that? Well, that's called a deceived heart. If you practice something, you know they practice makes permanent? Well, same thing for the negative. If you practice something enough, it becomes a part of who you are, and you do it automatically. And you know what else happens after that? If you do it enough, your heart is hardened, and then you're deceived. And once you're deceived, you have no conviction. Folks, I'm much more concerned about people that do wrong and are not con convicted over it than people that are struggling with things. <clears throat> if you're like me, I'd rather work with someone that's lost but honest about the way they live than someone that claims to be a Christian and is deceived. That's why Jesus said, be hot or cold. Don't be lukewarm. Lukewarm is the church today, the religion side of the church today. As we look into the mirror, we may say to ourselves, I don't see joy. We look in the mirror and say, I don't, I'm healed. You don't see it. But you are operating now, folks, this is so good. You're operating in the spiritual realms now. When you get saved, you now begin to operate in the spiritual realms. It's not what you sense with your five senses anymore. God uses those to bless you. They are not supposed to be the primary leading of you in your walk with God. Do not let your senses be the primary leader for what you know is right or wrong in the Word. You get to the Word because your senses will fool you. They'll tickle your fancy. So are we healed? Yes. 1 Peter 2.24, by stripes you were. That's past tense. Folks, every time you pray for healing, it's yours today. It's yours now. Now, the manifestation may take a little while because of inner workings like the, the tree that Jesus cursed, and, and they didn't notice it was dead till the next day, but it died immediately. Folks, God wants to help you now. He is an ever-present God. So we are healed. We are provided for. We are delivered 
today. We are saved today, Galatians 5, 22 through 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Do you know that you have all those as a believer? I said, what do you mean I have those? I get mad, I do this. That's the carnal side that God is working to take charge over. But when you get saved, your heart is full of fruit. (laughs) Oh, your spirit is. Your spirit's just a big fruit basket, and it's an awesome thing. And it's got so many wonderful things, but they won't come out unless you surrender this flesh, your, your soul and body. If you don't surrender it, folks, then those will not come out. They're there. Your healing is there. The Holy Spirit is there. It's already there. Everything you ever need is already there. But you've got to release it. You've got them. And folks, I'm telling you, this is what it's all about. You have to make the daily decision. If you miss something, if you lose out on something, it's not because God failed. It's not because you just didn't get it. No, it's because we still have to make the decision to give God permission to operate on us. See, we humble ourselves. God does the breaking. We humble ourselves. God's the one that does the work. Now, circumstances that happen in our life that are tragic, that that God didn't do, and it wasn't God's will, If you give those to him, he will make something good. That's how awesome he is. He'll turn it to good. He'll bring something out of it. But if you trust him completely, God has ways of teaching you without all the scars, as I've mentioned before. Choose you this day. Got it? So let me say it this way. Choose you today, love. Choose you this day, joy. Choose you this day, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Choose you this day each of these because they're in you as a believer. These traits of a believer, the follower of Christ, flow only out of a person who has underlined surrendered his or her life, which means a soul and body, to God, to his spirit. We will choose or not choose to let him take over our lives through salvation. Amen? He wants to have full control of your life. He wants to reign over your life. He wants the best for you. But it can only happen is if you give your heart to Jesus and begin that journey. And folks, get under a mentor. Get uh, get discipled. Get under people. I told my daughter last night, John, I said, honey, the reason why you feel this and that when you go to church is you've been exposed to the deeper walk, and you will never have a lower standard than that the rest of your life. John and I have been privileged to be under great, great men. Because of that, we have no choice but realize we will never have peace, anything below that standard. Because we've seen the call, we've seen the example. Do you realize people that are those out there that just really are looking for an example? Folks, live it in front of them. Don't talk to anybody without acknowledging the Lord in some way. It doesn't have to be a sermon. It doesn't have to be a drag-out fight over the Bible and, and thump them with the, over the head of the Bible. No, you just, you just always acknowledge the Lord. I was talking to a couple just yesterday, John. And uh, I had a chance to share with them how God called me into the ministry from teaching and uh, about my pastor, John. I told them about him. And before you know it, you know what they said? Now, these are unchurched people living together. Here's what they said. Where do you go to church? 
Now, John, they're not going to ask that if there isn't some drawing. Because, the John, you and I know the flesh is not drawn to Christ. <laughs> Folks, if you really feel led to go to a Bible school or something like this, pray about it because the devil's never going to want to send you there. <laughs> Unless it's a liberal place that will harden your heart. Folks, you need to pray about everything. I mean everything. I don't mean be nitpicky to the point where you can't, you're afraid to move. And I'm talking about fear. I'm talking about release from fear. Will you just give everything to Jesus? That's what's praying. When you pray, what you're doing is you're giving it to Him. But then you take time to listen for His voice. So if you do not know the Lord today, if you're backslidden or you're a Christian, you're not growing, let me encourage you that you should see growth in your life. I spoke of this Sunday morning, I believe. You should see growth in your life. If you're not seeing growth, you need to reevaluate your priorities because God is wanting to work with you every single day. It may be a little thing. Maybe you saw someone, you did a little favor for them, or you picked up something they dropped, and you bless them in the name of Jesus. Folks, it doesn't have to be a mountain. It could be, you know, mountains are made up of a lot of rocks. <clears throat> Sometimes you just got to pick away those rocks on that mountain. You got to go after it, folks, on the level you're at. <clears throat> and you got to go at it based upon what they have opened up to you. You can't make people accept Christ. They have to be drawn. So what you do is, as you go out about your day, you look for open doors. That's what you do. You don't create open doors. You look for them. You step in and you acknowledge the Lord and you let the light shine. As I mentioned, I believe it's in Ephesians, your spirit is like a lamp unto the Lord. Amen. So I invite you right now. If you don't know the Lord, you're backslidden, you're not where you need to be, or maybe you're where you need to be, but you just need, you're finding out you're, you have a few hiccups lately. And you're like, I need to refocus a little bit. Folks, Jesus is right here. He's in the house. Jesus is in the house. He's in your house right now. He's in your room, your car, wherever you are at work. He's in that room right now, and he's waiting for you to say, Jesus, I want you to have this day. I want to give it to you. I want to be obedient to you. I want to deny myself. Take up my cross and follow you. Jesus did everything by example. There's not a single thing he will ask you to do that he did not already do by example. And you say, well, he was God. Let me tell you something, folks. He left all that at home and came down to where he had to learn how to use a diaper, learn how to eat, and learn how to do this, just like the rest of us. Why? Because he needed to show us that even though he was spirit, he is in the flesh. Well, guess what? If you ask him into your heart, you are now spirit in the flesh. And you can now be triumphant just like him. So pray with me. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I rededicate my life to you now. Lord, I've had some hiccups. I need to refocus. I ask you to have full control. I give you permission right now. I humble myself before my loving and living God that I can trust with everything that I can be vulnerable to. And I give you my life again. I start again today. I repent today of all my sins. And instantly you don't even remember him again. Lord, Help me to rejoice, not that I can cast out demons, but my name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. I praise you, Father. I worship you. I enter your gates of thanksgiving. I enter your courts of praise. Oh, Lord, give me a grateful heart. May I be grateful for every little thing you do for me. May I praise your holy name all the day long. Watch him work, folks. Watch him work. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Amen, John Sandy. It's a good, good word. Amen. It helped me. Well, yeah, God's faithful. Oh, man, good to review. God is truly faithful. And if, uh, like John says, if, and one thing, if you need a Bible, you know, we can send you a Bible. Just, you just have to let us know. That's awesome. Some way we can help you. We'll be glad to do that because God is so faithful. He is. He's so faithful. So uh, he wants us to be faithful. Yeah, he does. He does. And that was a great word. I appreciate that so much. I, um, I'm just so grateful that we have the opportunity to share um, the gospel around the world. And did I ever think we'd ever have this opportunity? And it's just really exciting about what God's doing. And uh, so uh, we just want to, before we leave you today, I got another video for you, John. <laughs> I got to I gotta show this. Let me say this real quick. Yeah. Folks, do us a favor. You'll never know how much this helps. Hit like and share for us. Yes. And feel free to leave a comment for prayer requests, praise report. Let us know what city and country you're listening from. You'll never know how much that helps us if you'll do that to spread the word. And also, I do have a podcast called Growing With God. Got over 120 sermons on there. Love for you to check it out. Let me know what you think. And again, this Sunday morning, I'll be filling in for John, sharing a topic. And of course, I'll be speaking at 10, 15 first live as you're catching us today. Well, you're going to be all over the place, aren't you? Yeah. And then after that, the service, I'm going to speak on out of the boat into God's will. I hope it encourages you. I hope you'll tune in. Thank you. Thank you, John. Absolutely. Let me check something here. I've been trying to... um, See, it's called Growing with God. Yeah. I'm trying to branch yours out a little bit. Uh, with, well, a whole lot. Growing with God. And so I've asked for some approvals and some of the networks, and I'm just kind of waiting on them. And they're waiting on a response. Slow. Yeah, waiting on a response, and they're just slow. We do that a lot, don't we? Yeah, we do. We have to wait on responses for a lot. But, <laughs> but anyway, so I thought I would leave you with this. Um, before we really get into the, the, before we get into this, this is hysterical. I found this on Bridgetta Withrow's Facebook page. Bridgetta, Bridgetta's, yeah, her Facebook page, and I just, I cried because I thought it was funny. Yeah. So what I did was I turned around and I edited it, and I put some music behind it. So I moved the, I moved the thing so you could see. Oh, so, you, you're really getting yeah. creative. Well, I did that while you were doing this. So okay, here we go. You ready? Yeah. All right, you got to watch this. This is funny. <laughs> okay. Let me preset it here. A, a man is proposing to his uh, his future bride on the beach. Okay. Okay. Watch the person who's taking the picture. Right. Okay. Okay. Did you get that? Let's watch this. <laughs> she takes a picture after it was all over. Yeah, she's holding that camera up real quick, trying to get some, <laughs> And they're going through the motions, and it's too late, right? Right. You but, know, sand in the camera. You know, there's got to be sand. There's got to be sand in other places. <laughs> That's and, hilarious. And here's what's funny about that: is who was taking the other picture? Oh. Who was doing the video? That made, does it make I you mean, wonder if it was authentic? Yeah. I mean, but look. Whoa. <laughs> She's trying to get the camera. She's laughing. Threw something there. There she gets up. 
I don't think it's on purpose. I really don't think That's it's on hilarious. purpose. Someone got a good shot so, there. Somebody got a good shot. We leave you today with that. We pray you have a great day. Are we allowed to laugh at people like that? I do. Is that godly? Uh, probably not. But <laughs> thank God for grace. I'm sure he laughs. He has to laugh. He gave us. Hey, listen. He gave us the ability to laugh and cry. He gave us that. He did. Hey, if you want to um, be a part of this ministry, you can do that by texting the word Pulse to one three zero four two four four thirty one eighty seven. You can also go to our website, thepulsechurch.com, give through PayPal, mail your love gift to P.O. Box 141, Gasway, West Virginia, 26624. First person that gives $100 today, John Sandy, will come and cut your grass. So we just want to let you know. I mean, you don't even cut your own, do you? I'm getting desperate. You're getting desperate. I'm getting desperate. Hey, have a great day, everybody. We'll see you again tomorrow <laughs> for you. the next edition of the Pulse WB Live. John John Show. Jan, Jan.